Hello, everyone. I'm Marcus Robertson, reporter with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I am pleased to be joined by Jeff Green, who is the Vice President of Health Plans at Headspace Health. Jeff, thanks for talking with us today. Very nice to meet you. Thank you. Well, with that, let's go ahead and jump in. Jeff, first off, apparently I've been doing background research on Headspace for more than a year. I've been using the Headspace app on my phone since January of 2021, and it really has been a great tool for care. But for our audience members who maybe haven't interacted with you yet, who is Headspace Health in your own words? Thanks, Marcus. Um, Headspace Health, we were formed about 18 months ago from two companies that both have a decade in this industry, uh, Headspace and Ginger. We merged and we created an end-to-end comprehensive mental health care offering that provides services beginning with mindfulness, as you noted, all the way through psychiatry. And can you tell us a little bit more specifically about how your model is addressing, you know, kind of challenges to mental health care access today? Yeah, I'd be happy to, because uh, you're right. Access to mental health care services is such a huge issue. And we see two significant problems, long delays in scheduling appointments, and that's driven by an overall shortage of care. What compounds these issues is that many people simply don't know how to access the mental health care system. When someone's dealing with anxiety or depression, they're likely really overwhelmed. And the more obstacles that are placed in front of them, the likelihood increases that they'll simply never get treatment. So we're looking to solve accessibility of mental health care services and provide an advocate to help guide them through the mental health care that they need. Because in the end, without solutions like these, people begin to experience a decline in both physical and mental health. So much that in 2020, Milliman Report found that annual medical expenses for people with mental health care conditions they're between three and six times higher than those people without those conditions. And if that's not enough, health plans who have a scarcity of in-network mental health care providers, they can see a five times more likelihood that members are going to seek out-of-network care, and that dramatically increases the cost to both health plans and individual members. So we've got an end-to-end solution for health plans who are experiencing issues with access to providers. They're concerned about the impact of mental health conditions on expenses and treatment at the appropriate levels of care more out-of-network care potentially, and and you said three to six times higher likelihood that patients who don't have proper access. Could you could you say that uh, statistic for me one more time? Yeah, it was the Milliman report, and what they showed was when you compared cohorts of those people who had mental health care diagnosis versus those who do not, those that do tend to run three to six times more expensive than those people who aren't carrying those diagnoses. Pretty huge stakes. You know, the cost of care nationwide is is ballooning. And, you know, that's not to say that the, you know, potential risks those individual patients may be running, um, you know, as far as their own health con- is concerned on an individual basis. But what's what's different about this model and how it goes about handling some of those barriers to access? Yeah. So there's a bit of a paradigm here um, because everybody can benefit from mental health support. But what we found is that therapy isn't necessarily always the right answer. The problem is very few people either have knowledge or access to other levels of care that they can benefit from. Um, There was a landmark study done by McKinsey that revealed that close to 75% of people who needed mental health support can get what they need through self-care or through behavioral health coaching. Uh, Consider that a subclinical level of care. So our first tenant in addressing accessibility to provide access to services is, is in a different modality that's below therapy. So clinicians actually have our freed up time, again, solving for access for those people who truly need to have therapy done. 
And of course, if we're providing something at a lower level of care, it costs less than the higher levels. So our behavioral health coaches, they, they fit in that subclinical level to be able to help guide and support folks. But they also, in addition to just being quickly accessible, they act as navigators. Uh, in, in their communication with members, they're trained to assess if a clinical level of care is really needed, and they can assist members in scheduling those visits. But here's the key. They stay connected to members throughout all of their different clinical settings. They're always there to be able to help piece together pieces that were given to them during therapy. You know, in short, they never disconnect with a member. And while we have all of these different levels of care, it's not a stepped care approach. We provide all of our steps as, as options. And we guide members to making decisions for what level of treatment is most appropriate for them. And frankly, health plans have struggled to provide access in mental health care in general. And we're not just solving for access here. We're addressing appropriate levels of care that directly correlates to the, to the expense of the services. Yeah, you touched on a few really important things there. Um, you know, mental health care is more than just therapy. Uh, I think you said toward the top. And there are, yeah, I'm not telling you anything new in saying this, but there's massive provider shortages, especially in behavioral health. So many areas in the country are considered behavioral health provider deserts. Um, is is uh, Headspace's strategy here something that can, it sounds like it's, it's potentially alleviating some of that problem. Well, we're a virtual on-demand solution. So geography is not an issue for us. And you're, you're exactly right. Um, the different care deserts that are out there, really part of a greater uh, discussion on social determinants of health. Um, we, we put ourselves in this place to solve for that issue and almost create a mental health ecosystem that we're able to move people in and around those different steps of care that we, that we talked about. And it never depends on the brick and mortar. But I, I certainly wouldn't want people to think that we're looking to replace all levels of outpatient care for mental health. Of One of the things that we do with health plans is we work directly with them so that when referrals need to be made out of our virtual on-demand setting into something more brick and mortar is that we, we put those places involved in, uh, in implementation. So we, we satisfy for that too. Okay, so we've kind of set the stage here, but let's get down to brass tacks. What kind of results are you seeing from this? Well, we're seeing everything we built for. Um, truly excellent. We offer access to behavioral health coaching through our text-based application. Members are able to connect to coaches within two minutes. So as I mentioned before, 75% of people probably never have to move into a clinical setting. So that 75%, when, when they need issues and support, they're actually getting access within two minutes. And currently we're being approached by health plans that within their networks, they're seeing anywhere from four to six, sometimes eight weeks out in scheduling for clinical appointments. Our average time to be able to get people scheduled with clinicians is four days. And for psychiatrists, which can sometimes takes up to six months to be, uh, to be seen, we're actually getting those scheduled within 10 days. That's wild. So, um, we, yeah, we've just had, I mean, this is, this is one of the, the, the really exciting parts about working here is there's just an immediate impact on that access and uh, words getting out. That sounds really rewarding to be a part of. I can tell you that it is. Uh, I'm actually relatively new to Headspace Health, but this is precisely the reason why I came. The passion behind all of this and the results that we're seeing, they're just unmatched and it is very rewarding. Let's shift to a more forward look here. What what are you most excited about at Headspace Health? You, you, you know, haven't been there terribly long yet, but what's, what's really, uh, you know, got your excitement up? And do you have any 
predictions for the future of mental health care? I actually have a couple of my own, but I'll, I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, we have a number of predictions. I will tell you that um, after spending many years working for a health plan, I, can, I do not see there being any slowdown in the demand for better access um, and perhaps even more convenient access for, for dealing with mental health care concerns. And, and here's the good news about that. The good news is, is that the demand is there because stigma is dropping. Mm-hmm. And people are, and stigma's dropping for a couple of reasons. Number one, it came out of necessity. People, especially coming out of the pandemic and through the pandemic, very passionate, needing and understanding um, to be able to get access to this care. But you mentioned at the outset, you know, that you've been a regular user user of our Headspace content for a couple of years. Um, one of the predictions I have is that we're going to start to talk more about preventive care for behavioral health. Mm. And what you're practicing every day is something that can help get people a little bit more dialed in, tuned in, more thoughtful and mindful about the way they approach their day and perhaps even a way that they approach some of their challenges. And I think that you're going to see that to become a much more regular dialogue as people get their heads wrapped around that. Um, So some other predictions, uh, I've got a couple of bold ones that I think that I would make. Um, I think that not, not only are people going to be very vocal, I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on health plans and employers to come up with new solutions. Um, EAPs have been around for quite a while. They typically get very low utilization. They're not an on-demand setting like what Headspace Health has to offer. And frankly, the more people are able to focus on getting help sooner as opposed to later is going to drive a lot of these different technologies forward. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, I have heard. Uh, so, you know, preventive care seems like that, uh, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. My predictions quickly, just to see how they compared. Uh, this first one, you actually uh, you actually spoiled my prediction towards the top, but that's okay. Uh, you said uh, that Headspace is doing some of this already. I think we're going to see mental health care and more traditional physical you know, medical care integrate into each other kind of more and more and potentially positive changes in medical uh, or sorry, mental health care reimbursement. How far do you think I am off the mark there? Uh, let me, I'll answer that in two pieces. I'll do the second one once uh, first. Definitely believe that reimbursement methodologies within mental health care are going to be reviewed very, uh, very closely. Um, the need is there. The reimbursement should follow. Um, But your first point, I think, is fascinating. There have been a lot of recent studies that have connected mental health with primary care. And I think that you're going to see maybe not necessarily consolidation, but a lot of strategic partnerships um, that could develop, especially in ACO-driven environments where primary care physicians are really at the, 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 the tip of the sword, if you will. And I think that a closer alignment with behavioral health and mental health care providers is going to happen. I agree with you. Right. Well, there you have it, Jeff. Thanks for uh, making it sound like I know what I'm talking about there. And thanks for the great conversation as well. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. We also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Headspace Health. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.